0: When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation.
1: I was just pulling out the Bible. Come on, well, Papa Reynolds. Tell you what, man, it is. What's that? What? Go, go, do it. It's all you. I was just getting ready for the sermon at the end. Although I don't know what it is, don't know what we're talking about today.
0: I got nothing. Well, the good news I'm speechless. The good news is, the good news is that everybody that's clicking into the show right now. Knows what we're going to talk about because it's on the description of Facebook and YouTube. I, I'm just saying it's there. It is not. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I think it's there. Oh, oh what'd you do? <laughs> put it there in the last five minutes. No, I put it there last night. Oh, come on. Everybody's out that world. Did you see a description on Facebook this morning? Yeah. The worthy one. Please let me know. I'd love the to hear one. from you. <laughs> yeah. It says <laughs> the worthy, worthy one. one. That's it. It does. What? No. Oh. No, I'm gonna look it up, yes. but in the meantime, tell us, GJ, how are you doing? How was your week? What's going on? What's happening? What are you doing this week? Very good, very thankful.
1: Thanksgiving week. Oh, by the way, today is 11 22 22. I saw that, it was awesome.
0: I got a little joke for you. You ready? Knock, knock. No, it's not a knock, knock joke. <laughs> uh, did you know that 10 plus 10? Equals the same thing as 11 plus 11. You're like, really? No, that's not true. Let me prove it to you. 10 plus 10 is 20. 11 plus 11 is 20. Two. That's the worst joke I've ever heard in my life.
1: I heard that from our audience. Our audience is like totally confused.
0: I know. They're like dropping like flies
1: Bad jokes. That's not even a bad dad joke.
0: That's that's like a bad grandpa joke. <laughs> that's not even, no. That's, <laughs> hey, I'm doing great, too. We're going on a little trip. Well, we'll I'm, be glad, I'm glad I asked. I'm glad we asked. Yes, because uh, <laughs> we got to keep moving. We're going on a little trip. Don't worry. There's people protecting our house while we're gone, people. So don't even try anything. Are you taking a uh, volleyball with you? No, we're not going to be in. We're going to be in Kauai, actually, not... Uh, not the uh, other island that has the major volcano but in any event this is thanksgiving week and we are grateful we are thankful we are thankful that this is a show number what 107 108 107 come on 107 107. so we'll be broadcasting i'll be broadcasting from an island somewhere off
1: i'll be i'll be somewhere really cool and you won't be gj (laughs) GJ. I don't know why why I've got this attitude today. I just do. So I apologize. It's It's gonna be a fun day. I don't apologize to you. I do apologize to everybody else.
0: Oh, that's right. It's gonna be a fun day. Anyway, so we uh (laughs) if we're not on if we're not on next week, which it's interesting. I will be. Yeah, you will be. Facebook and YouTube are still kind of like the last bastions of trying to keep people from sharing things, but you can go to endtimes.chat if we're not here next week. Endtimes.chat. and GJ, I've got great news. So we will be here. We just not be may not be on
1: the platform you may be watching right now live. If you're watching yeah. this recorded
0: or one of the other platforms, we should be good. But we might be able to switch over to Rumble and go live at some point if we need to. But in any event, endtimes.chat is where you're gonna find us. This is where all of um, most recent episodes. Uh, You can get a link to our podcast, watch or listen now. I mean, GJ has done a phenomenal job on this website. So everybody go visit it, go check it out. Go let us know how you're doing. We may need to add another logo here, GJ, because I've got good news. Well,
1: you've been holding out on me. I have. You've been holding out on the description. You've been holding what the show's about. You've been holding
0: out what we're going to talk about. You're holding out on on the, the message. And you're now you're holding on. I wanted to share it with you. I haven't had a chance to talk to you, but I was yeah. literally. Yeah, because you're a big time attorney now. You don't even talk to me. Not yet. I'm not an attorney yet. out just two days ago, I hopped, your, on, counselor. I hopped on the Twitter. You can't handle the truth. My account was fully reinstated. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Just out of the blue, Elon Musk shows up and everybody's coming back. I love that guy. I heard something about him. I mean, I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about him, but just the fact that he put me back on Twitter, I'm really happy about that. He is the richest man. He is the richest man right now. Well, that's, that, may, that may be true. I just like him because he put me back on Twitter. I mean, I did, I did lose about 1,500 followers in the process, but that's because there's probably some people that are still reinstating. So I'll probably see that go. It's either that or there,
1: there's a time where a lot of people that probably followed you quit using Twitter because they were upset with Twitter. So they said, see you later. Or maybe they got kicked off. Or maybe they're starting to clean up the bots. <laughs> there could be something to that, GJ. Here's the good news. I have two with our company and then uh, my personal. They have not gone down. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, that's because you're special, man. I don't know about that. I, I, I'm telling you, you are a mover and a shaker. And there's no way they're going to keep you down. The same. Well, they might I'll, they might. I'll just go somewhere else. <laughs> I'll take my ball and go somewhere else. Anyway, we have to say oh, thank sponsor. you. To our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors. We have faithfully fit and free GJ. Tell us a little bit about faithfully fit mm-hmm. and free.
1: Looking to, want a healthy body, healthy spirit, healthy mind. Go get some faithfully fit and free great products. I love them. I got some on mine right here. And oh, by the way, oh, I'm drinking mine right now.
0: Oh my goodness. He's, he's not just he's not just a customer, he's the president. No, he's I'm not sure if he's president or not. But we also have targetomyback.org. We the people, this is mainly just for the United States. But if there's anybody out there that wants to get a picture of a flag that has a target on it, as you can see the logo up here, this is a great little place you can find out more about what's going on with the Constitution. Uh we'll be updating that as we go on. But we also have another one, ICCI. We're just claiming it, claiming it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be a part of it. International Christian Coaches Institute. Okay. So go check them out. All three of them. Go check them out. We're uh we're grateful for all of them. So GJ, we do have a lot to talk about. I know that you I probably don't I, I really don't have much. I really don't. Well, I mean you did post the most. You you're the post no, this that posted you're the hostess that posts the mostest. Well, here's what I did realize: <laughs> a couple of them you posted and I posted.
1: I saw that. <laughs> not knowing <laughs> that you posted or not you not knowing that I posted, so it got double posted. So do we talk about it twice?
0: Uh, maybe. I think that's probably a good idea. But just this is pop that first one up there because uh, I think that I put. Po- I know. I think I posted this one, but not on the chat it's this one right here. So we're talking about Earth news and we talk about Earth news because Jesus said, watch out for the signs in the Earth, the sun, moon, and stars. There'll be earthquakes in various places. There was an earthquake in Indonesia that has now killed, that they know of, over 160 people. And they're still searching for survivors. So we need to be in prayer for the people of Indonesia. That place gets hammered. I mean, what? They had that tsunami. They have... um, Isn't the G20 happening in Bali, Indonesia? (laughs) I mean... I just realized that. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think, yeah. Hey, maybe that's
0: why. I don't know. but uh, Got to keep everybody in Indonesia in prayer. There's a picture of just some of the first responders that are helping out. So again, this is not something we're reveling in. It's just something we're supposed no. to watch out for. Yeah. So, oh, Gigi, you're going to love this one. You're absolutely going to love this one. Is it an Asteroid? Boom. Yes, it oh, is.
1: Oh, baby. <laughs> Okay. I saw I had no idea. I literally had no idea, but
0: I get excited about asteroids. I saw this and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to talk about this one. Hopefully I beat GJ to the punch, but I don't know anything about it. This is the first time I've seen it. I know you're going to be shocked. So Israel 365 news, one of our favorite places to go to get some news. Here's one of the reasons why, because they actually put, uh, they actually put scripture verses to a lot of what they talk about. So. Joel 3.3 says, before the great and terrible day of Hashem comes, I will set portents in the sky and on earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. So if you haven't noticed, when an asteroid is falling, that's that's a pillar of fire and smoke. Just saying. I didn't think about that until just now. But NASA is now warning that an asteroid could impact the earth in five months, not five years, five months. Yeah, count them. Five months April. would be Whoa. Whoa. April, March or April, yep. Yeah, so, April, April's my birthday. Goodness gracious. But take just take a you look at it You might have a fiery birthday celebration. Maybe. They're saying that this particular meteor, normally a meteor the size could burn up in the atmosphere before it actually hits the ground. But this particular meteor, which is called ED-224, as you can see here on the screen, is traveling at 61,000 miles per hour. And if it maintains that speed, the asteroid would penetrate the atmosphere and reach the ground. And it says here in this article that that impact, if it does go at that speed and it does hit the ground, that it would cause a crater of about 1,000 meters wide. That's a little over 3,000 feet, which is about three-fifths of a mile wide. And it would release enough energy to destroy an entire city. Uh, if it landed on an actual city now if it lands in an ocean that would definitely cause a tsunami if it landed on the earth on the actual ground and rock it would definitely cause that crater and a shock wave that would go on for miles so i'm just saying i'm not trying to scare everybody but that really shocked me when i saw that
1: well the one thing about all this that we talk about every week there's something it's become more frequent. It's become more normal. It's become more of headline news around the globe. Right there, there's your sign.
0: Yeah. It's time to wake up. It is time to wake up. Ty and I were out the last few weekends or last few weeks.
1: Oh, 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 hold it.
0: What? I thought I heard her calling. Oh no. <laughs> no, she already called this morning three times. So, <laughs> so Ty and I were outside this past weekend and we were watching the news and apparently the Leonids, the Leonid meteor shower is around this time of year. And the height of it peaked on Friday night. Now we couldn't see them where we were. We did try, but it was just below the horizon where we are. You may have been able to see them, but there's also the torrid meteor showers. There's also another meteor shower coming called the the Geminids in December. We always love to be out there and watch them because of what they, just what they look like when they actually go through the atmosphere. So But if you can imagine that much faster, much bigger hitting the earth, that would be a shockwave that the world would hear. So keep your eyes out, people. Keep your eyes out.
1: The good news is they actually see this one.
0: Yeah, they see it and they're warning us five months ahead of time. But they they haven't I don't think they actually said where it was gonna land. That's the one thing I don't think they know. So Lincoln. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, you might you might be staying with us for a while, GJ. You might be driving <laughs> out here. <laughs> Give us a little heads up.
1: <laughs> I'm coming. Where are I'm you? Good. I'm in your driveway. I'm in your driveway.
0: <laughs> oh man. Ruben. Ruben, it's great to have you on with us today. And as he wrote on the chat the one world religion met last week in Mount Sinai to rewrite the 10 commandments. Yeah. We actually, Ruben, great point. Great. Thanks for pointing that out. We have been discussing that the last couple of weeks. And actually what it is was it was kind of a symbol of the 10 commandments because they were rewriting it for the climate and they were getting different world religions together. So thank you for pointing that out. Appreciate it. All right, GJ. So Another I'm going to mention reporter. Ruben's Re- a great guy. Love him. Love him. Love him. So, I have one that I don't have on online, but I'm going to then go and let you take it from here because you, you had something posted about Russia and some massive fireball. But last week, crazy enough, there was a missile that was fired into Poland. There's a bunch of hullabaloo about it saying it was Russia. They actually discovered it was a Ukrainian missile. Ukraine. <laughs> and... Now they're still blaming it on Russia because if it weren't for them, they wouldn't it would never have happened kind of thing. It's like a blame game going on. I know. Who do you believe? I have no idea. But then, G.J., you posted this one, and uh, I'm going to mute myself and take care of some over here while you talk about it.
1: Okay, so what caught my eye initially? With all the hoopla in Ukraine and Russia, I thought, okay, fireball. So I immediately dove into it. And at first I was thinking, okay, it was a bombing. It wasn't. It was actually an an eruption of a gas pipeline. And the pipeline was actually out away from any city or town. And then it was going to affect power for some areas. And then it had backup power. So the people there are safe and the people have power or energy or whatever they need. So what happened is there was an explosion from a pipeline. Now, was that intentional? We don't know. Really, the more I dove into this, I don't think it has anything to do with our show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but but if there was an explosion, it's very possible that could have been sabotage and it could have been, um, some foreign enemy that comes in. it still fits into wars, rumors of wars, I think. But moving on from there, Turkey gears up for a Syria-Iraq invasion. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't know this was happening. Exactly. If you're here
1: in the U.S., you don't hear anything about it. If you're somewhere else, you hear about it. So one of the things that we encourage everybody that's watching or li- watching or listening, is go check out some of these other news sources to you know be aware of what's going on. And 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 sometimes they're not that big of a, a news story for like a certain countries. However, we're diving in because. Turkey is a key player in the end days because you got the Gog and Magog war and we believe Turkey is part of that and they uh, don't really care for Israel. Yeah. So anyway, the the article is, you know, Turkey is is flexing their muscles again and now they're moving tanks and artillery into that area again. And And this has been ongoing so this is nothing new, it's just They're
0: flexing their muscles a lot heavier right now. Well, they actually have had some major, as it says here, some major invasions into Syria of the Kurdish areas. So this has been something that's been ongoing for decades. But when it mentioned Iraq, that's really what threw me for a loop because I I didn't realize that they were heading that far south. But Turkey, as we've talked about in the past, is directly north of Israel. And as you just mentioned, the, the armies of the North, which would be Turkey, it could be Russia, it could be U- a part of Ukraine, which who knows what's going to happen with that in the next couple of months. But yeah, that's, um, that's quite shocking. I had no clue that there was even, that was even happening. Of course, all the news going on around our country right now, it's not a surprise that I don't know about it. So moving on to leading up to the tribulation, I think that you posted this one too, or I may have. I can't remember now. But pro- Oh yeah, you did. Programmable dollars. Tell us a little bit about this, GJ. I think you did post this one. So I did I did post it. Thank you very much. First
1: one I've ever that you've ever that I posted that you actually showed on the show. So uh thank you. For first, first time ever. So, a first time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> we can celebrate. 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 Uh <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know. So programmable <laughs> dollars. Okay, so now we're talking about. Things are leading up to the tribulation. So right now, the New York Fed, so the Federal Reserve out of New York City, along with 12 other banking, credit card, large financial institutions are doing a 12-week test on a new digital dollar, and it's a pilot program. It's not being uh, placed into mainstream yet, but they're doing a 12-week test. Here's the thing about it. When you, when you hear programmable dollars, that means it could go up, it could go down. They can change it. They can change it on a whim. I say that is not a good thing. The other thing is, if you get out of line, then they can change it or they can control how much you have access to it. So again, we're leading to a one-world government, a one-world order, which is in mainstream news on all fronts pretty much around the globe right now. And as Ruben pointed out, you know, they met recently in, in Mount Sinai. So what I see with this is that that technology exists. It can easily be implemented. They're just doing the testing right now. And then, of course, we know what happens after that. They test it. They figure out what they want to do. And then they start to, you know, put it into action. So you're looking at, you know, in the next six months, something could ha- like this major could be started to be implemented
0: into mainstream. If you notice here, some of the most major financial industry groups are part of the Citigroup, HSBC, which used to be Household Bank about 25 years ago, MasterCard, Wells Fargo. Those are massive, massive financial institutions, along with the New York Fed. So that's, uh, that's pretty massive. Great find, GJ. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. See, I actually compliment you. First time, first time for everything. First time. time For everything. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, we actually have a couple of things we need to show you on video as well. But you also posted a video about a microchip passport. So I'm gonna pop it up on the screen. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? It's a video that you showed us on the chat. Again, in the tribulation
1: everybody will be forced to take the mark, which they call the mark of the beast. And you'll either have it on your right hand or your forehead. And why either or? Because not everybody has a right hand. So, they, but everybody has a forehead. In this case, this demonstration, they've injected it into the forearm. And it's a Swedish company. and it's And he'll show it. There it is right there, the size of a grain of rice. So they can put it in 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 your in you know different parts of your body, and it can do i mean there's a lot of things that can be done it can store you know security, it could store your health it, you know your medical records, it can your financial i mean everything. so there's a lot of things that can be used and on the surface, it sounds like a great idea and I believe the first person in this article I actually talked about it the first person i I, I knew about it I think it happened in nineteen ninety eight so 1998 was the first person to ever inject themselves with a size a grain of rice piece of technology, and that uh, they were doing testing on way back to 1998. Oh, yep, Kevin
0: Warwick. 1998. Man, that was a long time ago for that to actually be introduced. But now we have the phones that can communicate directly with it through Bluetooth or whatever connection, magnetic connection that it has. So man, that's a uh, wow. Now, why do we talk about why why do we actually specifically talk about that aspect of it as I'm pulling up the next video? Well, again, everybody
1: will be given a mark, and it'll be a unique ID that's quote, "mark the beast in your right hand or your forehead so that you can do any type of transactions. You can go anywhere long as you have it. you can buy and sell goods. So you can basically do normal stuff as long as you have that. If you don't have that, then you're going to be persecuted. And in most cases, you're going to be beheaded. And I know a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but yes, that's going to happen. It's going to, the guillotines will happen. And by the way, a lot of countries have guillotines in storage. And you say, why would they have that? Because they know where, where it's going. It's just a matter of when. I know it sounds scary, but that's where we're headed. It's just we just don't know the time. The thing about it is everything has to be in place within three and a half years from the time Jesus returns to the time that's fully operational on a global scale, on a global scale. So right now we got all the technology. We have all the ability to do all the things from finances to medical records. To security, to safety, to tracking—I mean, it's all there. It's just it all gets tied together as one.
0: Well, speaking of the microchip passport and implanted in your skin and all the things you're talking about, GJ, this is a video that we popped up. This is the B twenty calling on the G (laughs) twenty to adopt and promote the C twenty. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. To Promote Jab Passports Using the WHO Standards for a Digital Identity. Let's go ahead and play this, and um, we'll see how far we can get with it. I'm not sure why the sound is not there, but apparently the sound did not go down with it when I downloaded it. But anyway, this guy is at the B20 at the G20, and he is talking about how we need to promote and adopt the standards that WHO has to prove our digital identity. And so when you have a microchip, we talk about a microchip and improving their identity, the two are definitely uh, can be combined. But not only that, we also have something that we found online as well. And I'm going to pull it up here just in just a moment. Here it is right here. I think you may have posted this one, G.J., but this is something about the JAB passports. Do you remember posting that one? If not, I'll take it. Uh, I don't remember that one particularly, but I know it's tied to what we were just talking to or talking about. Yeah. So the G20 Valley Leaders Declaration, it says there to facilitate seamless international travel, interoperability, and recognizing digital solutions and non digital solutions, including proof of the jab, as I'm going to call it. So this is actually something that they're still talking about. As I was watching something on TV the other day. It was in the evening, which I don't usually watch TV because I hate commercials. But one of the commercials that popped up, talked about, hey, if you've, con- if you've contracted this thing, this illness that we all know of from the last several years, then you can contact your doctor and, and this, 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 and that. So the communi- <laughs> it's still being communicated, still being pushed out there. And why? Because right now, what they're talking about in the news right now is the fact that there are millions of people that are going to the hospital and the hospitals are overloaded because of the flu. That's what I'm saying. Just putting that out there, everybody. And time chat chat. Yeah, I was watching
1: a football game and Alita walks in the room and one of the other one of the team's star players was out because of the flu. (laughs) She goes, where did it go last year?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Where did it go? Oh, it's back. Oh, yeah, it's back. Well, we have one more to share here for leading up to the tribulation, and it's this guy. I wonder if the sound will play for this one, but if not, we'll we can read through it. But um, I think did you post this one, GJ, about Mr. I did Ruckold? post it, and yeah, he's the prime
1: minister of France. And I found it ironic what he uses as a as an example. Well, let's see if we can play it. Let's see if it'll work. And
0: for those that can see the video,
1: they're, they're, you can read
0: it. Yeah, actually, I'll I have to go back and read it for everybody because for some reason, audio is not working on these today. We're in a jungle and we have two big elephants, he says, trying to become more and more nervous. I'm not really sure why he said that, but. Because he's nervous. Oh, yeah. If they become very nervous and start a war, it will be a big problem for the rest of the jungle. You need the cooperation of a lot of other animals. And if I remember correctly, at that point, there was a bunch of clapping uh, when I was listening to it. Tigers, monkeys, and so on. Are you on the US or the Chinese side? Because now, progressively, a lot of people would like to see that there are two orders in this world. This is a huge mistake, he says. And this is where it comes in. Even for both the US and China, we need a single global order. There you go. This is a quote directly from Prime Minister or President Macron. I can't remember where he is right now in the government. It's France. But any anything else you want to add about that? Because I'm not sure I want to talk anymore about that guy.
1: (laughs) Well, again, they're putting it right out there. Oh, yeah. You know, there's there's been three different events in the last 10 days, all talking about one world order. And and they're all, you know, prime ministers or high affluent. Individuals that are speaking it. And the underlying thought is if you look at what he referenced, he's also talking about the average person around the world. And if you look at what he was referring to, I'm not even going to say it. There was a subtle subtlety in what he said that was actually directed at the average person. So it just goes to show what they think about the average person. It's all about elitist. Uh, what's best for them, not what's best for us. And of course, we see what happens in the end days. It starts to become more and more. And when it goes into Jesus returns, the church is taken, which they we call the rapture. So those that have given their lives to Jesus are taken. Anybody that had passed away before is awakened. And I don't know all the details there. Dan can share more on that. So anyway, so everybody that's pa- passed, and everybody that's alive, that's given their life presently to Jesus are all taken. Then all of a sudden, everything starts to go crazy, even worse than what any of us have ever seen all through time or even present. And then you look at all the checks and balances that have to happen. So they're pushing for that. And I think a lot of this is is just, it's another sign of how close we are and it's it's a, it's a fight against good,
0: good versus evil. It absolutely is. I think that it's best said to kind of sum it all up what we're talking about. This is why we put it in the leading up to tribulation. We're talking about a one-world government, one-world religion. can't buy and sell without a mark during the tribulation period. And so all of these things we just mentioned are happening right now, but not to the extent that it would be in the tribulation. So we haven't actually hit that point yet. But these are the precursors. These are... The signs, as G.J. has often said, uh, since we actually started the show, these are the signposts that you have to look at. You're driving down the road, you're trying to find a destination, you're going to see signs about how close we're getting. These are signs that tell us we're getting close to the end. So I, I popped this one up in, the, in there the other day, G.J., because I thought what an interesting word to use and what uh, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas has done where he declared that there is an invasion of the U.S. at the Texas border. And so he it says here on Twitter, um, amazingly enough, we're going to start talking about Twitter more often. I invoke the invasion clauses of the U.S. <laughs> and Texas constitutions to fully authorize Texas to take unprecedented measures to defend our state against an invasion. I'm using that constitutional authority and other authorization and executive orders to keep our state and country safe. So you can't tell me that people in the government do not have a lot more information when they make these decisions make it public. Chances are it's probably already happened that he's now just making the announcement. That's how I look at it, but uh, I can only speculate. But in any event, this is not something to be taken lightly because any one of us in a country throughout all the ages are vulnerable to some kind of invasion of some kind. So Ty and I have this histogram that we we have. We bought it. It's, I don't know, about six feet tall and about 18 inches wide. It's my dog barking in the background. I'm not really sure why, but- I thought it was your fan club. Yeah, it's my fan club barking at me. Anyway, we have this histogram that shows all of the major... Oh, the dogs, oh. <laughs> I should let them out because that's why they're barking probably. So it shows all the empires from, the, from recorded history. And it shows when they were in control and when they kind of fizzled out. Almost every single one of those empires has fizzled out, except for the current ones. So, And a lot of those countries never really lasted any more than 800 years. And uh, those empires only lasted for no more than 100 years that I can remember. And so we're actually at 250 in this, in the United States. And I would consider the United States to be kind of like an empire because it is the most major economy and the most major force in all the world right now and has been for years. So anyway, that's uh, something not to be taken lightly. And we're praying for all the people of Texas. I, I know that I heard some real horrible anecdotes and stories that have come out of Texas with some massive violent crimes that have been taking place in some of those border cities. If we talked about it on the show, it would definitely turn your stomach. And I, and I'm, I'm sure GJ, you're aware of some of the ones I'm talking about, by the way, this is one of the reasons why we always talk about being on endtimes.chat.
1: What'd you say? Endtimes.chat?
0: Yeah. Endtimes.chat. So if you, if you see us no more on Facebook, then um, that's where we're going to be. And we might even be on Twitter (laughs) because they're back. Any religious and political views shared on your Facebook profile will be removed. Uh, It's not, they're thinking about it. They're, They're saying it's a decision that has been made. December 1st. Yep, December 1st. So they're giving you a fair warning, but they're saying if you have anything religious or political on your profile, those views will be removed off your profile. So I did hear something really major on the way back this morning when I was driving back to the house to do the show, that on Twitter, they now have almost virtually removed anything that has to do with child trafficking or child sexual pornography from Twitter. And and I thought to myself, wow, it only took a couple of weeks to do what years and years of battle has, has been done to try to get that to happen. So that's a really good move in that part. But now on the other side, on this side, they're removing anything religious and political, which what's defined as religious and political? That's what I want to know. Like what religious stuff? Is it going to be all religious stuff? Is it going to be only only a certain political side? Who knows? We'll find out on December 1st. Anything to add on that, G.J.? I have a lot of thoughts on, on it. I think I'm better off not speaking about it. On this platform, you got it. You got it. Let's go to the next one then, because I know you posted this End one. Times that chat, ten <laughs> times that chat. I know you posted this one the other day. Tell us something about this. I didn't read the article, so I don't really know too much about it. Well, well, the the title says a lot of it. Elbit's micro
1: suicide drone swarms can hunt enemies in urban combat. So drones started out in the commercial world. And then they started adapting it into militaries. And, you know, a couple of the challenges with drones is that it used to be where they only sight or a frequency for so far. Well, that's changed. Now they've got these drones where they can literally go and track whatever they want to track. And then the drone can make the decision to do whatever it needs to do. So I found that pretty scary. Because when they want to surveil or control areas, they don't have to send in humans, they can send in drones. And obviously, on the surface, that sounds like a great idea because you're you're saving people's lives. However, if you're the one that's being hunted, if you're the one being tracked, that could really be bad. So why are we talking about this? Not so much right now. It's when Jesus comes, and if you're left. You cannot hide because a lot of people say, hey, I'll hide, I'll store up everything. But there's going to be so much craziness and so many things that are going to be unveiled outside of what the humans are going to do. But yeah, this video pretty much shows it. And it's not a very big drone. But, it, you know, with AI technology, it can, it can just make its own decisions outside of a human decision. So it's pretty scary. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. <laughs> The point, reason I'm sharing this, is the technology exists. It will be used on an elevated scale. And you will not be able to hide. And I'm not saying that to scare anybody. What I'm saying is get right with Jesus, be right with Jesus, because you never know what's going to happen. There's people like, <clears throat> like you know, in that first article, they didn't wake up thinking they were going to pass away because of an earthquake. There's somebody that's going to, you know, gets in a car today and they get in a car wreck and they, they pass away. They weren't thinking that. And then here in the States, we've had, you know, different uh, shootings. What I've, I think an elevated number of shootings in the last couple of months in different places. Those people didn't wake up thinking, I'm going to go there and get shot and die. So you never know when your time is coming. And I think a lot of people think, well, I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. Do you? That's why I challenge anybody get right with Jesus today, today. Yeah. Wow, I know. I know. I deviated off of the, the drone part.
0: <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. I, I was actually just lost in the video, just watching what it was. Some of the different words that were coming across. I, the I saw you falling asleep. No, I was not falling asleep. I was riveted, talking about increasing human survivor, survivability and increasing lethality. I'm like those two things. <laughs> like, wait a second, it, it's increasing your side's human survivability, but it's increasing the lethal aspect of it for the enemy. Anyway, yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said, G.J., and um, it's definitely something that we need to be mindful of. Right now, of course, they're releasing the fact that they're using it in the military. I happen to think the military has been using things for years. There are a lot of things that the military uses, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, G.J., that we don't find out about till years later because they keep it close to the chest. Whenever there's a new technology that comes out, they'll start releasing some of the old technology so people can, can see that uh, we're moving forward in technology. But anyway, what a great segue actually into the message today, which by the way is up on Facebook. <laughs> I just checked, I saw it. You have to click on see more and the whole thing you know, pops open. I'm just saying it's okay, it's okay. Is that part of the C20? <laughs> maybe, maybe, but, uh, we are, we've been in Revelation for the last couple of months, actually. Today I wanted to talk about, and I'm trying to scroll up so I can, I can find it, but the intro. you
1: scrolling, by the way, today, I, I finished reading the Bible cover to cover in less than one year, almost one year for uh, 43 days ahead of schedule. So I read, So the last few days I've been in Revelation. So a lot of it started to jump off the page for me because of your teachings over the last few weeks. And part of the reason it it jumped out is because I'd been sleeping while you were talking last week. I
0: love it. I think I am. Oh, (laughs) Oh, Oh, and
1: I am turning the page. Hopefully the static is...
0: I don't know, but I do hear an echo coming from, from me. All right, so I'm going to mute out because you're taking control. Every single time we start talking about the message, that starts happening. It's, just some, it's Yes, uh, yes. In the name of Jesus. It's done. Anyway, so this, this week in Revelation, Revelation chapter 5, verses 5 to 7, that's all we're going to be able to tackle today. We may not even get through all that just because we've already been going for 45 minutes. We're going to introduce the worthy one is what the scripture calls Jesus. He is the only one worthy. So if we backtrack, last time we were talking, John, who is seeing this vision, is handed a scroll. And the, and the scroll has seven seals. And they were looking around to see who was actually worthy to open the seals. And John was weeping because he he realized, wait, there's nobody that's able to open these, open these seals. If you look back to Daniel when we were talking about this last week. Daniel, in the book of Daniel, it talks about the fact that the seals were put on the scroll not to be opened until the end. And now we see John, who's now being able to have the vision that Jesus will be the one that opens up the seals, and this is what they mean. So that's where where we start off today. One of the elders, the 24 elders in heaven in the throne room of God, urges John not to cry because there is one worthy who can loose the seven seals. The elders, these representatives of the completed body of believers in heaven, the church, know of him. It is the church in heaven, in Hebrews chapter 12, 23 to 24, who know full well that Jesus is the only mediator of the new covenant. And this is where I'd like to point out that in this part of the scripture, it says he is the lion. So if you take a look at the picture that we use today, it is a lion's face. And I'm not sure if if you've had a chance to do this recently, but I encourage anyone to look up on YouTube or any kind of video that you use and look up lion roaring and just listen to the power of a lion roar. Well, the word lion occurs 155 times in the Old Testament in various forms, but only nine times in the New Testament, of which six are found in the book of Revelation. While in some cases, the lions are described as those which devour people, like Daniel chapter six, 2 Timothy four, And also prey, Numbers chapter 23, 24, they are also seen as symbols of strength, like Judges 14, 18, and boldness, like Proverbs 28, 1. The Lord describes himself as a lion who devours his prey in Hosea chapter 5, verse 14. Well, in describing Jesus Christ as the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, the elder in Revelation, that one of the 24 elders, who speaks with John, is referring to the messianic promise given to Judah, who was the son of Jacob. And the prophecy of Genesis 49, verses 8 through 10 reads like this. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, O Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah." nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he comes to whom it belongs and the obedience of the nation is his i love how i love how the old testament actually projects into the new the one to whom the scepter belongs will come out of the line of judah the name means praise so the name judah actually means praise the messiah comes from judah and is described as a lion the animal we call the king of the jungle Jesus Christ is the messianic lion who will rule and reign over all the earth. Do you want to add something to that? Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's it. That's it. The phrase root of David reminds us that it is a special son of Judah from which the Messiah will come. Revelation 22, 16 quotes Jesus as saying, I am the root and the offspring of David. The root of David is a reference to Isaiah 11, verses 1 and 2, where it says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The mother of Jesus came from the line of David through his son, Nathan. Jesus fulfilled the promise that the Messiah would be, quote, the fruit, unquote, of the body of David, which we find in Psalm 132. Joseph was a direct descendant of David's son, Solomon. This is, I love how God puts this together. When Joseph married Mary, Jesus was adopted as his son and thus became the legal heir to the throne of his father, David. Jesus was both the child by virgin birth, and the son, by adoption, who would sit on the throne of his father, David. Well, Luke chapter 1, 31 to 33, contains a wonderful message to Mary by the angel Gabriel. It says this, you will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. So, Revelation 5, verses 5 to 7 calls him the lion. But then he, it actually also says he is the lamb. And that's where this paradox comes in. A lion and a lamb? Well, the symbol of a lamb is powerful when applied to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Obviously, the picture here is symbolic in the midst of this throne room setting, as we're, remember, John's in the throne room seeing this. And in that throne room setting stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes. This is an, an unusual looking lamb to say the least, seriously. But this says a couple things about Jesus. It says something about his centrality in the midst of, that's where he is. He is in the midst of. In Revelation 1.13, we saw a picture of the risen Christ in the middle of the seven lampstands. In the message to the church of Ephesus, Jesus Christ referred to himself as the one who walks in the middle of the seven golden lampstands. Now we see him in the midst of, in the middle of the throne, the four living creatures who serve as the worship leaders in heaven and the elders who represent the church, the completed body of believers in heaven. But because he is in the middle of the throne, he is to be worshiped. And because he is in the middle of the four living creatures, he is the one directing the worship of all heavenly creatures. And because he is in the middle of the elders, he is the object of the worship and praise of the church over which he is the head of the church. To him belongs all glory and praise forever and ever, which brings us back to what the four living creatures and the elders were saying. To him he was and is and is to come. Be all glory and honor and praise forever. The text also says he is standing, which means he is no longer seated at the right hand of the Father. His new position causes all of heaven to break forth in praise and worship and reminds us that he is now ready to take action against the inhabitants of the earth and to set up his kingdom over all. Well, I hesitate to go much further than that, but I think we have a couple more minutes. So let me, let me just uh, add, this, add this. So we talked about his centrality. Now we want to talk about his condition. Remember, the lamb, it says, is in the middle of the throne of Rome of God and it looked like it had been slain. Well, the Greek verb is in the perfect tense, indicating a past event with results that will continue into the present. He died over 1900 years ago and also rose again, but the effects of what he did at the cross continue until this very present hour and even in this future setting that John is looking at. The symbolism of a slain lamb reminds us all of the sacrificial system of the Jews. A sacrifice for sin, and this is actually, this is a great place to stop, and I'll turn over to you in a second, GJ. This will be a great place to mention inviting people to accept Jesus. But a sacrifice for sin must be provided in order for redemption or for us to be in a right relationship with God to take place. When John the Baptist introduced Jesus, he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's in John 1.29. Peter says of our salvation, "For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus, a lamb without blemish or defect." That's in First Peter 1, 18 and 19. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away our sin. He's also the lion of the tribe of Judah. He was a lamb without blemish or defect. Because he had no sin in himself, nor did he ever commit an act of sin, he did not have to die for his own sin, but could substitute his perfect life for us. As God in human flesh, his infinite life could substitute for the sum total of all of human life, which he himself created. Second Corinthians 519 tells us that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. This picture of this lamb of God that looks as if it was slain is not of an animal lying on the altar of sacrifice. The lamb stood in the middle of heaven's audience reminding us all that he rose from the dead. Though the picture of a lion represents the power and the strength and the majesty of our Messiah as our conquering king, ready to roar from the heavens and devour his enemies, it only appears this one time in Revelation 5. The picture of the lamb, however, is used 28 times in the book of Revelation. God does not want us to forget what his son did on the cross when he died for our sins. The motto of the Moravian church is this, our lamb has conquered. So G.J., introduce, introduce us to the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Well, there's two things, and you
1: covered a little bit of this, but you know, I have my dad's Bible. And I'm, I'm going all the way to the end of Revelation 22, chapter 22, verse 17. And I'll talk about that in a second. And then he wrote two things, invitation to eternal life. This message is urgent and sacred. And then he wrote, I don't know if you can see that, victory in Christ. So to take it from where Dan covered to where you're at, You've got to this point, whether you're listening to us or you're watching us, God's talking to you. And maybe you're just interested in, you know, the end times that we talk about, you know, is it relevant? Whatever w- the reason you're here, God's really got you here. That's the real reason. So God's talking to you. You can justify whatever justification you might want to come up with, but God has you here right now. And like I said earlier, you never know when, you're, when your number's called. You're going to pass away. And you got two options. You can live eternal life in hell, or you can live eternal life in heaven. And in Revelation, it lays out, you know, some of the how bad hell is the smell of sulfur burning all the time, torment, constant torment forever. And I share that not to scare anybody, but that's a reality. Or you can have eternal life in peace and comfort. And I mean, everything, all tears are washed away. All evil is washed away. Everything bad that we, we as humans deal with on a regular basis is gone. And the sheer beauty. So I'm like, I choose heaven. And Jesus gave his life for us as the lamb, as a lion and as a lamb, so that we could have eternal life. So where the reason you're here may not be why you think you're here. I can tell you, God's working on you right now. He's working on your heart. So if you already know Jesus, I, I challenge you to recommit to what can you do to get one step closer to Jesus. And every time I take a step closer, I'm like, I realize, oh my gosh, I got another step to go, another step to go. So I challenge you to take that next step and recommit to Jesus. He wants the best for you. He put in you greatness. You may be living it. You may be attempting to discover it. It is within you. And it is unique to you, no one else. And those that don't know Jesus, I'm going to lead you in a prayer so that you can have eternal life. And I I ask that you do this with an open heart. And no matter what's going on in your life, Jesus wants to change it. He can change it. Some things may take a little bit of time, because however long it took you to get to the place that you are, and maybe it sucks, you know, it's going to take some time to walk out of that. He will walk with you side by side. So I'm going to lead everybody in a prayer. Father, we come to you today. We thank you for the many people that watch or listen to us every single week. I know we joke around. I know we try to have fun. I know we point out stuff that can be a little crazy or a little scary. The one thing is, we know we love you and we thank you for giving us a blessed life and being able to give us eternal life. So, anybody that wants to know Jesus, all you have to do is ask for forgiveness of all your sins. So, Lord, we ask for forgiveness in our sins. We recognize that you are the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. The only way to the Father is through Jesus. We recognize that Jesus gave his life. To forgive us for our sins. So, Father, we ask that you come into our heart. You make our heart new. You wash away all the sin, clean us up to make us new so that we can have eternal life with you in heaven. And while we're alive, we can walk with you side by side here on earth. So, Lord, we thank you for everything that you do in our life. And I thank you for forgiving us for all our sins.
0: In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. oh look at that baby whoa <laughs> i actually
1: grabbed that photo you'll see it again
0: um, on end baby thank you so much uh gj for leading in that prayer by the way we've we are just honored to be on this show every single week and do what we do we're grateful for everybody that watches all the way to the end just praying for you we love you and we're grateful for you and as we, in this country anyway, in the United States go into this week of Thanksgiving, we just want you to know we're grateful for every single one of you. So God bless, see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more and don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.